On this episode, a legend stops by. What's up everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 212 of the Ask Gary V Show. And as we can tell, we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm not sure how for the four people that don't know who you are, you're gonna introduce yourself. For, for me, from afar, we're just getting to know each other, but from afar, music and political icon is where I put you, my friend. Wyclef, why don't you, why don't you for make a little say hello to the Vayner Nation before we get into India's questions. Vayner Nation, how you do? My name is Wyclef, representing 212. <laughs> I used to do this in the cafeteria all day. Back in the days, I used to listen to NWA. Mm-hmm. You don't know me, man, I'm from the Fugees. Born in Haiti, raised in Brooklyn, New York City, then moved to New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. And it's natural. This is what we used to do. Like in the cafeteria. If that should, by the way, I just want to say. This out. You know what I mean? like, if, yeah. if I could naturally do that, I'd have 17.9 million followers on Instagram. That's incredible. Left to the when, principal's office now. When did you realize you had that ability? When did that first happen? Oh, just the ability of words? Yeah. Man, I, you know, being in a small village coming from Haiti. When did you come to the U.S.? Ten years old. Ten years old. Yeah. And I tell my daughter, like, <laughs> it's funny, right, because she gets everything. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, you know, your dad was in Haiti. And then she goes, ah, oh, here go dad again with the story that he rode a donkey one day. There <laughs> goes the same story. <laughs> But, but like, it's yeah. true. I look at. I was born in, in Belarus in the former Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. We came here. We were super poor. Like yeah. my daughter just had a birthday, and I looked at my wife and I said, "She just got more presents on this birthday than I got in my life." Facts, man. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, man. It's the way it is. India, can you flow? Can you? Can no. you? You want to rap battle? Oh, Why, Clef? India, flow. No. Let's no, flow. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, not that's not where you're going. Too embarrassing. All right. So <laughs> why, why don't we uh, start the show? Cool. Uh, and so I tweeted out some, to let people know you were coming, so there's yeah, some man. questions, business questions, music questions, I'm sure, yeah. other questions. Yeah. Let's see where people went. India? First one from Omar. Omar. Omar asks, making connections is a huge part of the music industry. For somebody who is starting out, where do I start? Oh man, that's a good question. I think like, it's a little more easier for you, Omar, than it was for me. 100%. Because, um, there's a thing called I, the fucking internet. Yeah, the internet is key. I mean, really for me, we had to sit, the Fuji's literally had to sit, go through like 7,000 A&Rs saying, this shit ain't gonna work. Like rappers playing guitars and women singing and rapping. No, 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 that's too much. So with the internet, you can actually and you, build and your you, own audience. And you were going through that process, I'm trying to think now what, like in, that was happening in 91, two and three, before four and five, when, it seems like what? It was 94, three, four, five when Man, it happened? it was going like 93, 94. Do you know how weird it is? 1993, a group shows up with an acoustic guitar, and we talking about we hip hop, we from the hood, and then you have one girl, and Clef grabs his guitar, and another kid's a rocker, and I start playing guitar, and Lauren starts to sing John Lennon Imagine, then I go into a freestyle. Can you imagine someone who's a and ring that time? Yeah, they know. Do you know what I mean? So the beautiful thing about the internet right here is that you get to create your world, and if, you're, if your music or whatever you're doing is really original, 
it's going to find its key audience because through the internet we've learned it's a big universe, right? So you got your crowd. I, I completely agree with him and I say this all the time, the best way to sell is for people to come to you, right? And the fact that there are things now like Musical.ly and Snapchat and Instagram and all the other platforms we know, the fact that you can actually produce music, put it on SoundCloud and actually serendipitally walk into shit because somebody heard it or shared it and changed your world, and that's just incredible. Like people didn't have that opportunity. There's so, there are so many how, how many Fujis, how many, you know, real, actually, this, I'm dying to ask you this question. How many very talented musicians do you think did not get discovered in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s because there was just only so many A&R people, they maybe lived in Memphis, they maybe lived in Haiti, they maybe lived in Belarus. Like, in your opinion, do you believe that if you were great, it would have just happened? Or do you think in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, a generation that we don't grow up anymore, there were actually real big time talents that never got their opportunity because they just didn't have the luck of being in the right place at the right time? Yeah, but you know what's funny about what you said, right? Is you see, the music of the 50s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s was a different thing because people wasn't worried about show business. Right. People was more worried about the music. The music. You see, so this is how we know of Thelonious Monk. This is how we could go back to Muddy Waters. Mm -hmm. Like, Bibli, don't go, Bibli. It wasn't really about, because think about it now. Whenever we, this generation, want inspiration as a producers, and we go, I'm, I'm in the studio with Avicii. Okay. Right? And we sitting. In, in, in winter in, in Stockholm, <laughs> dark, right? Yeah. So, so we're sitting there and, you know, and, and we're talking about chords and progressions. And, and what's the reference? We go back to freaking like Ray, Ray Charles, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So it's like, at, at the end of the day, I just think that we have to understand that <clears throat> the idea of the Fujis was musicality. It wasn't like, oh man, we, we about to do something to get put on so people right. know who we were. Man, if you listen to the first Fuji album, it's called Blunted on Reality. The whole album start off with a poem where the Ku Klux Klan is trying to come and invade this generation. And we talking about, we are not going for that. Allow that. Yeah, so if you're trying to be in the music business, this is not the first message that you want to put out. So I, I think that the key to everything, whether if it's art, whether if it's, you know, you. Think of like a Picasso, like when you look at that piece, or think of Basquiat, when you look at a piece, or just think of Miles Davis, bitches, brew. Like no one's thinking about, so the idea is we have to think a thousand years from now, like is, is this conversation gonna be relevant? And I really think that that's my key, like with this generation, and that's the only thing that I tell them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all spitting out, y'all spitting out hits every second every second on musically my daughter singing a new song right yep the new one is and then she you know and then she puts me on musically she's like come on dad I'm like, I'm no, no, not you know, you're doing it wrong come yep. back again. so third take third take and then what i noticed is like after 70 songs, songs are playing. I said, Angelina, who's this artist? She's like, I don't know. She don't know, but she knows this song. So I think 
if we can push more musicality to your point, because there are badass artists out there. They are on the internet, you know what I mean? And we just have to focus don't you on think, musicality. Don't you think these platforms give musicality a better chance? Because back to your point, you brought musicality yeah. and the human being that was thinking business is like, who wants this black guy playing a guitar and the girls sing? Like, right? That's, that right. Would, that's what stopped musicality. And now the open platforms, I actually think give musicality a real opportunity. Yeah, sexy black guy. Respect. Yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, India, let's move this. <laughs> Next one from Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> Alexander asks, what are some essential things to do and to avoid when it comes to personal branding? From my standpoint, the thing that, you know, it's really, you know, it's so funny. I make my parallels. I, I know you probably don't know a lot about this backstory, but I was in the wine business and I came out and made YouTube videos when YouTube first came out. And I talked to people in Springfield, New Jersey, not far from these Orange, in Springfield, New Jersey, in my office, I made videos just like this, and I talked to people about wine. I told people wine tasted like whatchamacallit bars, or like when you open a racquetball case, stuff that nobody had ever done before. And there was no wine spectator or food network that was gonna put on this guy that compared wine to the Iron Sheik giving somebody an, a camel clutch. Mm. Nobody was gonna put me on. <laughs> the internet put me on. And I think the personal brand thing is really no different than musicality, aka originality, aka actually having the chops. I think so many of you, and, and it's funny, you guys know, my crew knows, I compare entrepreneurship right now to rap and hip hop because it's a genre that is getting looked upon and all of a sudden it's fame and all this stuff and you see a lot of fake entrepreneurs. That's the same thing as one hit wonder just following the melodies that, or the hooks that work and there's nothing there. I think the number one thing to building a brand, a personal brand, the number one to do is to be you 24-7, 365, forever, never waver regardless. You know, money and fame doesn't change you, it exposes you. So, oh, it's binary, one and zero. Be yourself 24-7, 365, and the thing not to do is alter that in any shape or form. My facts, man? facts, man. <laughs> yo, you, yo, in hip hop, we call that, you just spit some bars. <laughs> I'll bars. take it. I'll, now I'm good, I'm good. Bars, take that, man. put that quote card everywhere. Uh, all right, let's move it. Oh, video. Good job, India. Hey Gary V, hey Wyclef, how you guys doing? Thank you very much for taking my question. My name is Brian Rips, I'm a musician and entertainer from New York City. Uh, for the last 10 years I've been making my living writing songs and traveling the country playing for people. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is how to take no for an answer and press on. I'm curious to hear from both of you what some of the biggest no's you've encountered in your career are and how you overcame them and moved on to conquer them. Great question. Oh, that's, that's very nice. That was well done. Great guitar player, too. You know how happy that guy is right now? So happy. <laughs> I said, man, you, yo, you, you killing that guitar. He's in New York? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he said. Yeah, yeah. Think yo, said. do me a favor right now, This man. is big. Hit me at... Okay, we're gonna do this. Let's make this big. I want it. <laughs> now you gotta deal with this. No, no, listen. No, they have no. to deal with this with me all okay, the time. Let's do this. I love it. Do no, it. No, do no, it no, big. Let's do it. Let's do this. Go ahead. Right when you come see me in Jersey, we come, we come chill. Don't worry, I'm gonna have grass and everything. No worries. You bring the wine. I'm bringing the wine. So <laughs> why? Listen. Why don't we bring the homie in? Done. Let's Brian, bring him in. Brian let's bring Rips. Brian in, and we could do Amazing. a little jam session. Done. Okay, that'd be cool. So this is what I'm thinking. Dreams are made. This on the cool. Ask Gary I mean, Vee show. But, but, but to, his, to his question, man, I would say the, the, the no factor is a motivation factor. 
And the thing about it is, it's, it goes back to what you say. Um, so every day, you constantly have to prove yourself. Only but as good as your last at bat. You're proving yourself to yourself. Always remember that. Because the day that you wake up and you say, man, I'm already good on piano, I'm already good on guitar, I done wrote 50 songs, I don't need to write anymore, that's the day you're finished. Finished. Because the thing that keeps us as human beings going is creativity. The day that we lose that, we completely lose ourselves. So, so to your point, is it's just about each one, teach one, and constantly being inspired. And whenever someone told me no, it was always a motivation for yes. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, again, so many of you watch my content, only as good as your last at bat, chip on the shoulder. You know, like, I would say that I'm wired, I'm, I'm curious how, I don't, I'm surprised how much I do want, I like sticking it to the mark. I'm very competitive. Do you find mm-hmm. yourself competitive? You have to be. Like, Naturally. you know, like to me, I, you know, I, I've talked a lot about loving to lose. I do. Like, there's no, for some reason, Stefan, you know this when we play basketball in the morning. Like, when I lose, I'm, I'm like, I'm like weird. I'm like, I like it. Like, I have like this, like, there's a feeling that I want to, it, it, it motivates me so much. I truly believe that the thing that separates so many people is people are scared of the no and mm-hmm. the loss. There's, they think it's a scarlet letter, and, it, and what that does is it makes them not go. You know, I love the way he said, when I get no's, I push through. For me, for me, my early childhood, to answer you directly, because two guys that like the philosophy, I'll go right into it. My early childhood was probably my biggest adversity. I didn't have the same adversity of like being a minority or gender or things of that nature. I didn't have a whole lot of money, but the big thing that I had was I was getting D's and F's. So I was making $3,000 a weekend selling baseball cards mm-hmm. in the malls of New Jersey. Wow. And, but I was getting D's and F's as a 13, 14 year old mm. and everybody thought I was a loser. My teachers, my friends, parents, because that's when school was the game. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, like the market, the world was telling me I wasn't good and everything inside of me told me I was gonna be good. I don't think, if, I don't think you can win unless you love yourself first. And so I think you're right about it being a one-on-one game inside your own dome. And so for me, my adversity was early on because once I hit the market, once my entrepreneurial flair came out, my first year of running my dad's business, I grew it substantially. It was over before it started. So, you know, adversity, you know, I think the thing that's most interesting to me is if this company doesn't do well next year, if my next five investments don't do well, if my next prediction is that you know, blah, blah, blah is gonna be huge and it isn't, well then I'm not as good anymore. I'm fascinated by the music industry. Three, four good albums in a row, iconic set, one bad album, one bad, like, it's amazing. You're just as good as your last at bat. That's right, I mean, think about it. I mean, uh, in, in our business we say 10 million mm-hmm. is a championship ring, right? Okay. So like, um, so to be able to sell 10 million a few times and to do it for different people, right? Yes. Not yourself. Yes. So, because this is another thing. Um, okay, cool, you can make money, but can you make other people money? Because the key is, if you can make other people money, you create social entrepreneurship. That's right. And from social entrepreneurship, that's right. And then, um, so for me, that's definitely part of, so for me in my business, I remember I did the, when we did the score, I got scared after we sold 10 million. Because I said, right? I said, no disrespect to Menudo. <laughs> or, or like, no, 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 I'm not dissing. I, I love Menudo. Menudo kids on the block. I love them because they're watching it. Yep. I love them. But I was like, holy shit, like we're a 
pop group now. It's the, so yep. I disappeared, man. Um, got an apartment on 66th Street and and Third, and I was like in a in a small room, and I was like, I have this uh, thing called the carnival, and I was like, I have to do this thing, and now. I was like, it's artsy, it's artsy, I have to do this thing, and then from there, got landed me Destiny Child, Beyonce and them, right for. I, I, Somebody's like, yo, we love the carnival. There's these four girls in the hotel room. <laughs> and um, we, we need you to just go see them. And then, uh, and then I went to this hotel room. Let me ask you a question about that hotel room. Did it make, did it, did, was that a moment where you just understand immediately, like did you immediately understand Beyonce had real big time talent or was it, did that develop? Like just for you, one I mean some people, I'm just curious how, story well, time. I think, I think for me, I have a knack. Like Lauren as a kid, yeah. 14, 15. She's from Maplewood? Yeah, Maplewood, New right Jersey, right Columbia, there. right? So so I have, I get this gift from the church, though. It's like purely, and the church called me the choir director. I can find a singer in two minutes. I'm like, oh, this is the singer that's going to sing lead. Um, so definitely when I first saw Beyonce, I was like, wow, right? Mm-hmm. What do I remember about Beyonce the most? I'll tell you. And she watching, she know. Every, Thanks for watching, B. Yeah, every, every... And this is like, this taking me back, right? So Destiny Child was opening up for me. Is that right? Right? Watch this. But every time Destiny Child got off the stage and I went on, Beyonce was always on the side studying the show. Now people be like, man, why is she so invincible? She's so invincible because She's a student of the game. She put in the work. Right? So this is another thing when we talk about like, so for me, when I show up, it's not about what I'm doing. I want to know what you're doing. It's, it's, right? It's, it's, it's actually, what I do for a living is actually only predicated on watching what other people are doing yeah. to figure out what they're going to do next. You know what? I'm going to stick here and be selfish for a second because it's the thing I like the most. Just binary. Who, you, one man's opinion. You're just one man. Yeah. Who was the most talented person you came across and who was the hardest working person you've come across? Right now, so far, in your journeys, in your industry, in your industry, I'm just curious. Yeah, just so far, I'm just real curious. And I know like, I'm sure this is not what you think about every day and it might not come that easy or like, as you debate in your head. For me, it's a setup question. Okay. Because I know Carlos Santana watching this right now. Of course, Carlos, uh, thank you. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of people this week. me up right now. <laughs> so, so. But I could, I could, you know, it's just like, you know what I mean? Santana's like, you better say me. Um, you put me on the spot. Okay. I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's cool, it's and, cool. and, and, but, but, it's I, but I'm spot. curious. Is it's it a good, good are, You don't have to answer, but I'm real no, damn curious. And actually, I really want to know the hard, respect I want the answer. hard work one, to be honest Everyone's going to respect this okay. answer. Go ahead. For me, the <clears throat> hardest working person that I've came across in my entire life so far will have to be Michael Jackson. Hmm. Because, and then this is why I tell you, right? So when you're hard working, you're like moving at the speed of light, but somehow you're aware of everything going on with the culture and everything. Like, you know everything at real time. Like, because you Michael, man. You're like in Asia somewhere. So, why are you calling me? And then you're like, yo, you know, I was just watching this TV and I was just like, who's this guy, you know, gone to November? You know, I think I'm being pranked and I hang up the phone <laughs> the first time Michael calls back. 
I'm like, holy shit, this fucking Michael Jackson. And, yo, this guy scheduled literally shows every, every day, somehow finds time to land at Sony Studio, come up the elevator, come see me, sit down, and that whole day changed my life. Ever since that, I just see music totally different on the perception because I'm like, yo, this Michael Jackson. And he's sitting there normally, and he's giving me the rhythms while he's sitting there. And I know the dude is coming from a, you know, the flight has to be super long. And he's sitting there now, he's like, yo, this is how I'm hearing the bass, this is how I'm hearing the drums with his whole body. And I'm like, yo, it's freaking Michael. And, right, man, yo, dude, when I tell you I'm tripping, I'm tripping. So for me, I would say the coolest, this is the coolest thing about Michael, man. It's, it's, um, so then we in the room with two of us. And then he's like, man, you know, your style reminds me of, you know, when we was younger, they took us to Jamaica. There was a guy who used to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, Bob Marley? He's like, no, no, no. It's another so, oh, Peter Tosh. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So for me, you know, that that was um that that to me was huge. It it was huge. And then and then I was amazed by uh this short time that I spent with Whitney Houston. Yes. She was Insanely incredible, Jersey. Yep. Jersey crew. Um, and man, Whitney's work ethics was crazy. And I guess I was lucky because when Clive Davis calls you and he's like, yo, man, um, I need a song for Whitney Houston. You know, You're you like start trembling. Right? <laughs> and then Whitney shows up. I'm like, I know Whitney, I know you, your schedule and what you're going through show up on 24 7. Ready to work. Um, insane like it's the first record they're being recorded so when when you and then you're pinching yourself you're like no no that's really Whitney the bodyguard this time and then she's showing up as if this is the first record she's about to record for because her money and success doesn't change you yeah. it exposes you facts it's just so real India Mars. the last question was who do you think is the greatest hustler in the music industry in get out of town I'm serious see I felt it yeah you knew you just knew I, were you just laughing? Were you like, this is so weird? I was just like, this is great. It's just the flow, obviously. The flow, the bars. Yeah, the bars. <laughs> Wycliffe, what, uh, what, what excites you about to, how old is your daughter? My daughter is 11. And what is she about? So musically, she's all about it. She's about everything tech related. She lives as in that phone. As far as like the audio, yeah, she lives in the phone. And what kind of music so does she like? So anything, she's eclectic. She's, she's like, Clef's daughter. <laughs> but anything that is relevant, yep. she puts me up on it. Whether if it's like from a DJ Snake remix, mm -hmm. this is insane, to the musically, and this is how it has to be adjusted, yep. to, to dad, um, I don't know, man, you have to challenge Jason Dorello to a dance competition. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So she's yeah. so in tune. And, and what about for you? What about for you? What comes most natural? Any of them? Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, well, Instagram? Yeah. Well, what's funny is to every social media, yep. it goes with your certain likeness, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, the one that naturally goes with me is the one that can be instant at real time. And that would be Facebook mentioned. Mm, the um, live. The live. You love that. Yeah, I love that because what happens is... Sometimes you'll just go on. Yeah, it gives the fan real time. Uh -huh. I'm all about... Because sometimes you catch in a vibe 
and you want to give the fan that exposure that they can only catch that lightning at that second. Yep. So for me, um, I guess like for, for DJ Khalid, it's Snapchat. Yep. So my version of Snapchat for me is like Facebook mentions. I love it. You know? Yep, I love it. India, good show. Black Life, I really appreciate it. Yo, so, I so I'll see you at the studio. 100%. Bars. What kind of wine do you drink? Um, Are you into it yet? Am I going to educate you? Well, of course. I mean, you could never stop learning. You know what I mean? So I look, I look best. forward. I love this guy. No, he's no, right. No. He's right. I look forward to being educated. You know okay. what I mean? But, but um, shout out to my Russian Jewish friends. And um, when you're coming, let me know because I have a few wine boys okay. that are going to show up with some things they brought back from the cave. Okay, and, I love um, it. And we're going to need your opinion on some stuff. All right, well, every time we have a guest, they get to ask the Vayner Nation the question of the day. Any question you want, we'll get hundreds of questions on Facebook uh, uh, and, and, and uh, YouTube answered for you. It could be anything about music. It could be what you're thinking about. It could be absolutely anything. All right. My question to the Vayner audience. An election's coming up. Oh, going big. And Bernie started a movement. And clearly, Bernie's not going to be the candidate. But Bernie's movement has become so strong that it becomes part of America Youth Moving Forward movement. So, uh, my question for you is, how would the candidate that you choose um, that you're going to continue with the idea of free education, the different things that Bernie is talking about, are you still going to be part of activating your communities, meaning your mayors, your congressmen, your statesmen, on this movement? that have started and who are you basically going to be voting for and why? Why Clef wants a bloodbath in the comments yes, section. I love that's it. That's right, baby. I Let's appreciate it, man. It. You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them.